Hello and welcome to the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast with your hosts, Ramsey Rutschke, Riley Rutschke, and Sean Morris. I just wanted to take a moment of your time to talk to you about one of our sponsors, F&H Contracting and Fence, located in Billings, Montana. If you're looking to spruce up your yard or want a little more privacy for them summer backyard barbecues, or maybe you just need part of your fence repaired, contact our friends at F&H Contracting and Fence by texting 406-661-7484. From front yards to farm yards and even chain link to vinyl, they've got you covered. Now back to the action. What is up and welcome back to another episode of the Bull Mountain Brothers podcast. It's just the three of us again. How are we? Um, Not too bad. Not great. I know. I, I'm sorry I even asked, but do you want to talk about it? Yeah. I mean, it's it's all. Oh, we're harder. talking about it? Okay. Yeah. Then, yeah, I'm doing pretty, pretty bad. Well, as a part of hunting and a part of life, I got a call. From one of our landowners, literally, like, like right before we let's, did this, let's let's Riley this and say let's preface it that hasn't even Ramsey been had his finger on the record button, and I was just about to start counting down to start this episode. Uh, got a call, and part of Narnia that we hunt, probably the best part of Narnia that mm-hmm. we hunt, uh, is no more. It. Uh, Things have changed. Um, it's basically under new new management. New, new I guess management. you would say um, they annexed all hunting on it. Yeah, so kind of a bummer, but we uh, put our blood, sweat, and tears into that uh, into that section of property all of archery season. And can we get Sarah McLaughlin to come sing a song real quick? Maybe in the arms in of the, the arms angel. Of- <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it sucks, boys. It's it's. Have we been here before? No. No. We're lucky, though. I mean, one of the spots we've been hunting, we've been hunting for like 20 years, but this is the first like real raw. I mean, I feel like we had to know is like it, any any private hunting rights is a means to an end, yeah. um, but you just never foresee that end. You never expect to call. I mean, and as randomly as that. Big thank you to the landowners letting us know because most of the time we get there early and don't stop by. We could have been. How are you going to get your, are you just going to roll in there and get your cameras? Yeah, probably. And you know, too, like a big thank you to the previous management. Um, yeah. Allowing you us guys were fantastic. You know who you are. Allowing us to have our adventures there. It was, it was a lot of memories were made in that spot, you know, from sleeping in the, in the creek for one of, whole day. one of my first elk. Ramsey shot his first elk up. Well, I mean. Second, but same year. So. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough thing to, you know, I don't and, know. And who knows? I mean, everything could go down and we could get it back. But for yeah. now, I think it's. Uh, this year it's done. On for, on to hopefully better things. Going to really hit but the. It's, it's also possible, like, I know that that was like your guys' number one spot for, um. Shoulder season, right? If you think about it, last year when they were in there heavy, um, they were coming down to the other spot too, down by the the windmill well. You know, mm. they were down there at one point. 
But I mean, at the end of the day, they're uh... and, and and you know, Ramsey and I hunted that place before we had that, you know. And Ramsey shot his big deer there before we even had that property, so it's it's not the end of the world. And Garrett shot an elk out there, <laughs> you know. Yeah, just gonna have to hunt a little differently. And if next year means we're you're back to the mountains, back to the mountains. Sounds like it. I mean, I'm not against it. We put a lot of effort into planning our trip, and then I don't know. After uh, so, Josh went went out with one of our best friends, Shane, and his girlfriend. They got elk this weekend. Jesus, I know. Words. I mumbled through that. Are pretty you hard. like drunk off a of half a Bud Light line? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think of how to talk about it. Um, and uh, so Josh has been like triple successful on elk public land this year, and it's got me really excited. Like I, I, I'm interested in it. <laughs> what was that look? <laughs> What's going on with you? We have we have the return of Stroke Riley. Yeah, we do. Uh, I, I just, I'm just I'm in, I'm interested in it. I don't I don't know how to explain it. Like I'm, <laughs> you weren't before. I think it's a cool idea. Am Jeez. I am I gonna do it? Did somebody slip like some peyote and something that we all ate today? Or? <laughs> no, no. Um, but it, it is definitely an end, uh, end of an era. And I mean, it's obviously a tough call to receive. Um, feels like a kick to the nuts. It really does during hunting season, at least. Cause the fact is that we were literally in there three days ago. Um, yeah, I, well, four for you. If you want to get technical, <laughs> yes. um, but, you know, it's one of those things we have. You probably should have shot that deer. And again, guys, like, look, I think you're looking at a lot of negatives here. The biggest elk you guys saw last year, was it on this, what is it on this property? It wasn't. On it wasn't. So, I mean, come on. Any property that we could hunt. <laughs> well, I mean, it was, it was making its way. <laughs> it was close. Yeah. Um, no, it's just going to give us opportunity to. to you know, I'm going to, I'm going to look spots. at the. I'm going to look at the silver lining in the clouds here and say maybe the loss of this opportunity, we get another opportunity that might turn out better for us. Yeah, just do what you always do. Put put as much effort as you can to being uh, the most ethical, friendly, you know, landowner-friendly hunters you can be. And, uh, you know, bad things happen, good things happen. It'll balance itself out. going to miss my lunch spot. Yeah, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna miss the I'm gonna miss the well more than anything. A lot of memories. Are. Yeah, you I'm know, glad that I, I, I got. Just, hunt. I just had the idea. Like I was thinking about it yesterday. I'm like, I'm gonna ask them if I can build a blind at the well. Mm. Turns out I don't have to ask anymore. So yeah, it's it's a sad day around here, and I mean that kind of ties into every like last weekend was kind of sad too. Man, the weather came in and it sucked. It was shitty hunting. And it's not like you, you know, I was there for half the time you guys were out and it's not like we didn't see stuff, you know, it just wasn't, it it sucks knowing what's out there. You know, to touch on that a little bit, it's funny because I know there's some people that know me that, uh, like, oh, you haven't shot a deer in two years, three. We all haven't shot a deer in. Since I haven't shot deer since 2019. It's 20. My last deer was the big one. Um, and it, they're like, what, what do you, your spot just must not be very good. And it's like, no, it's, we see plenty of deer every year. It's just that 
I think we all kind of hold ourselves to a high standard of shooting a very mature mule deer. Yeah. Like you could, if you wanted to, you could be like everyone else out there and shoot a deer every single Well, day. like last weekend, that opportunity. Now, would, what was that deer a dink? No. No, he was, a, he was a four or five year old deer for sure. Yeah. I mean, he was a mature deer. Was he, he wasn't huge. Um, could he wasn't an opening day buck. That's no, the only could any thing. one of us have filled a, filled a part of a freezer with him? Yes. But I, I just feel like we, we all kind of have that. We, we all strive for that same mentality because it's funny. Cause we, we all kind of, when we do hunt together, it's always like, oh, there's deer, you know, look at him, look at him. He goes, ah, it's, you know, we kind of give each other that look like, nah. Well, and it's, uh, I think the hardest part about losing the spot is like from, this has been the first spot that the three of us could take it as a management situation where we finally had, and, and there was some people that hunted in there and they shot a dink one, one or two years, like whatever. But realistically, how many times have we seen people actually in there? Four or five times? In four? Like four, four years, yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, it, it sucks to be the ones that manage that spot. Like we, we basically, you know, we didn't shoot stuff intentionally. Um, the population's getting larger with deer. The deer are getting larger and the elk are really coming in and it's like a large portion of that is like i feel like the effort that you guys and me and a small portion have put into you know good uh ethical management of shooting mature animals and then now it's gone you know it's like someone else gets going there and just either obliterate it or lease it out or that's the problem is kind of like what we've been building you know with our herd management it's like did we just like completely Waste our time? No, um, I wouldn't say that. Did we just completely tr- like transform that place into like it's gonna? Be, I mean, obviously now that we can't hunt it the rest of hunting season, in into next year, is that just gonna transform it into just like a paradise? I don't know. It's a hard thing to say, and but I think the only thing going is like if you guys plan on hunting the one pro- property still next year, and like let's say you get into an archery tag again, I would just piss pound the. the the sides of the property, man, like on the property you can hunt elk are going to come into calls. It's going to happen. They will come off the property, especially in that area where like fencing don't really matter because it's just a private area. Like there's certain parts of that property that don't see humans for like six months, six months out of the year. Well, you know, to look on the bright side to the, my nemesis of a gate, <laughs> is is out of the picture now. I don't know. Yeah. That's not true. No, that's true. It's just sad to go from somewhere where you're like, oh, I get to walk around in here, and then now you're just like, oh, I'm just like banned from ever touching. I know. It's feel, like, cause it, it was like such a, it was really such a gift because it was, you know, we just kind of were given the free reign to. And the thing is, though, when we go back to like the four or five guys that we at least saw that hunted that property, none of them ever went to where we went. You know? No, and they really just drove around on the main roads. Yeah, and even a couple guys that we we saw walking and stuff, they just stayed up top. They never actually like. I, I feel like it's because they obviously probably maybe hunted that a couple times a year, and they didn't really yeah. know. And uh, like now, I think confidently we could say that. 
all three of us know that property with the like the back of our hand. Yeah, like you've walked every foot of that. Yes, property now. and it's like I mean those guys just didn't know that, but it, at the same time it was really nice because the bordering properties nobody else hunted either, so it was like we were literally the only people stepping foot in some areas of that with a rifle or a bow or, or just a tag in general in our hands. Yeah. I sure. mean, it's just shocking now that it's like what uh, I kind of just had this vision in my head when you were just talking over there. It was like talking about my nemesis gate, you know, we're going to pull up there and look across and be like, I remember, yeah. you know what I mean? But again, it's cool that like, so that pond that's in there that dried up, you can't go there anymore. So how can you get to the state land? You can't. No, that's still. As far as I know, that's still. Where's the where's the pond in reference? <laughs> okay, now pull it, pull it out so I can see. So it's not on that square. Yeah, that's it's right here. The, the coolie Under that, the name. The coolie that draws to it is still. Well, you just have to figure it out. Is your gate. So what do you do for the rest of the year? right there. Not that one. I'm talking about the other one, the frozen gate. Oh. Yeah. Well, let's, I mean, we're talking a lot of stuff that no one, it would be confusing to talk on the podcast about because people don't know what we're talking about. Right. Um, but let, let's get away from the negative. That sucks. That happened tonight, whatever. Really? Actually, that had that happened to us. Why haven't we thought about this? This is the second time in a week this has happened to us. We lost half of my other spot too. That is true. Yeah, we went to a we went to a a, a new spot, a spot to spot that we new spot to me a new spot or new spot to you guys in the last few years. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've shot we've shot four deer out there in the last five years, yeah, and yeah. I haven't shot I haven't gone back in two years, and that's just I mean even like that like there, there's you know things happen with, between management and stuff like that, and it falls falls through the cracks, and which. I guess to like bring up our little bit of recap here from hunting this last weekend, it was uh, for the opener. Um, muddy, muddy, yeah, definitely. That that's the punchline. But the to bring in what Riley was saying, the section that we're talking about, the the first technically the first section that we lost. Um, I thought I saw a really good deer on that property. And yeah, yeah. You've hunted that property for a while now. Well, and it's like. I, the, my positive thinking about that spot is, is even though I can't step foot on that certain field, they're all fields. And when the rut's going, those bucks are pushing deer all over the place. Right. Er, so that buck that sh- that you saw that was probably a, a definite shooter buck will eventually <laughs> end up Excuse me. where we can hunt, which is fine. Right. Right. So there's positives to the negatives. I mean, also look at some, there's spots on this other place that you guys haven't even hunted in deer season yet, you know? That, well, that are you held talking the, Narnia? Yes. I don't know if I would say that. But there there was a... There hard, was the, hunted hard, yes, I will agree. The biggest buck. And now you guys can, you have the time, you can't hunt the other good place that you can cherry pick. You can go walk down in that big, huge, deep draw. Maybe there's stuff hanging up in there that you would have never thought in your life. Well, and then like, we, like we've talked about, there's places... That, uh, like, we've heard we've heard about that we actually really haven't touched on, like, the spring. Like, we haven't really, really touched on that very much. Yeah, because imagine, imagine you're just driving by this place every time you go out there. 
but there's like maybe a a section or a half section that is involved with the spring that these deer just hold up in bed in there all day long and you're just driving by them every day. I mean, honestly, to talk about this property as a whole, the top the topo map of this place, I promise you there is way more crevices on on the on the west side. That, Ramsey? On the west side that we have actually never probably ever been in. Yeah, for sure. There's the thing is is it's there's more acreage on the other side but less quality of hunting. If that makes sense. Ramsey's struggle busting over here. Yeah, he's he's gurgling but and fucking hitting the mic. I guess that that's a positive on its own. Um, how to take the, because that's, I mean, obviously you guys seen elk on the, on the other side. Um, now we've seen so many elk on the east side that, um, is is no longer in contention, but it, at the same time, I guess yeah, right is right. I mean, it's it's it could open new horizons to things that we haven't even thought of. Well, and it's like think about this. Even with just you and I, we have mainly hunted that place together our whole lives of hunting together. It's actually was kind of cool to take you to a new spot. You know what I'm saying? And in the end of the day, it always going to come back to we have a good relationship with the original landowners of that property. And you guys will be going back there for antelope and a youth deer hunt this weekend. Who knows what happens out there? There's some crazy stuff going on in that land, and that's all private now. And we basically have ver- virtually sole permission out there. Things could really change on that place, and that could be th- – that's like one of those – you know, it's kind of funny. When I shot my antelope this year, Matt had said uh, – and I get where we go guide is so much drastically different than any other spot that we have. But him his him saying, uh, how did he phrase this? It was like, this place just never ceases to amaze me. Like the crazy things that happen. And I really feel like the original place that we hunted, Ramsey, is the same way. Like, Well, look at my deer. We never saw him one time. You're talking about original Narnia? O- original, original spot that Ramsey and I grew up hunting, shot our first deer on and stuff, yes. Yeah. Like... Like Roger's deer, my uncle Roger that shot out there, that, that was a big buck, came out of nowhere. Dad shot a tw- almost a 30-inch mule deer out there. Stuff happens. You spend a lot of time. And that was back when we were only hunting one day a weekend, four days a year. You know, like, honestly, now that we're getting into it, I'm, I'm thinking of it. I don't think, me personally, I've ever seen a probably bigger than 140. 50 inch mule deer on that side we just lost i really don't think i have yeah i mean and and that's the thing is like i feel like there was a point the spot that you just lost where people were shooting everything out there and the state right. was unmanaged there's no like there was no one like us out there for people to be weary to trespass on it you know what i'm saying right. and so everything was getting shot under the moon and in the last couple of years you see these bucks i mean ramsey and i saw a herd last year of at least 18 bucks maybe and I can tell that a lot of these bigger, these next size bigger bucks that we're seeing this year that are like borderline getting to that point of like legit shooters um, are because we hadn't shot them. And they're, they're, they're staying safe. They're staying local in there. Now, is there some bucks that we saw this year that we've probably never seen? Yeah. Well, and then like to, to branch off on that, like shoulder season two years ago when you shot your cow. Yeah. The... The three deer that we saw together, those three bucks, the two were going to be shooters. The one in front, 
he was right there on that teeter totter. He was that was pro- that's probably the biggest deer I've ever seen on that place was was that deer. And and then the funny thing is is we the same weekend saw fifteen perfect two points all hanging out together. <laughs> and I I really I feel like the the main emotion that we're feeling from losing this property is that's where we saw the most deer. At least we were seeing. I mean, as far as yeah. mule deer hunting, that and, was, and and elk too. I mean, the elk thing, right? Was the, big the elk thing. is the that's the main reason. But as far as the deer hunting, I think that's because every single. I don't think I've ever gone out there in the. I don't know how many years now, hunting it that we've always at least seen mule deer. Out there. Yeah, and I think that's the big reason with the it, with with the whole mule deer situation, but. Like I said, though, I mean, I feel like that property alone is the definition of migrant four-legged animals because they're never. I, I really don't feel like any any deer or elk that you can pattern the same ones. Every I really year. don't. Yeah. I mean, which is which where did all true. those two points go that we saw? We saw literally fifteen perfect identical two. Well, points. And I think I think you've kind of touched on this before. What really like I think hurts a place like that. Is when you have fences that come up through canyons and and up through, you know, property lines that are coming up through like main travel points, you can have animals that are, you know, that are staying local, that are literally just on the other side of the hill on the other side of the fence. You know what I'm saying? Like right. they're just hanging out in this other guy, like the other guy that you got want to get permission on. He, they could just be hanging out, literally 200 yards away, and you could never see them. I yeah, I mean, I just feel like that whole property as a whole is deep shit that rifle season wise we really haven't even touched on especially that west side yeah and i i know i know i've had buddies in the past that um this has happened to my my good buddy cody that moved to kalispell i'm pretty they had a really good spot over mile city and the landowner died i think and the kids took it over didn't let them hunt i mean it was it was a great spot they shot some monster muleys out there and i know it was heartbreaking for them and and i've seen them in the last few years become some of the best public land hunters i've i've ever met you know they're they're out there i mean we're all friends you know josh and cody and cody's brother and uh everyone's just out there you know they're just changing their game a little bit you know and maybe that's what we're gonna have to do my situation could end any day too it's the same thing I've been thinking about for, we've been talking about this forever, just based off of the same, almost exact same scenario. You just enjoy it while you can. And then, you know, we're not going to stop hunting. It, never, you know, if we got to adapt, we got to drive a little further. We got to find some new spots. It's part of hunting. I'm telling you, when I was in high school, man, other than the spot, you know, where we used to hunt deer that we're going to start hunting again, Josh and I would just, we were, you know, archery hunting, archery season, it was literally state land and BLM all year long. And were we successful? I mean, Josh was, you know, he found some public land, unreal public land. And, you know, the first spike, you know, the first elk I ever called in section of state land, you know, it, it's, it's not the end of the world. It sucks. It's hard. It really is. It's a hard thing to talk about and it's, it's a emotional thing, but I, I don't have any doubt in my mind that it's going to affect the trajectory of you guys as hunters or us as hunters at all? No. Maybe making us better. So, kind of a sad thing to start, but uh, 
And like I said, we kind of recapped a little, but there was just nothing to recap on this weekend. I mean, uh, unfortunately, Ramsey and I, um, our grandmother had passed away last week. And so we had to go to, you know, not had to, but, you know, the funeral was Saturday. So we actually missed out. You know, I was able to tag along with you guys Saturday morning. Um, we didn't see. There was one questionable one that maybe Sean was going to take a shot at, but we just it didn't seem right. And other than that, there was really nothing, nothing to show. I mean, it was, it was. 30, 40, but it was under 40 degrees most of the weekend. Wind was going about 25 plus probably. And the fog rolled. I mean, it was just miserable. And it just made for bad hunting, really. But I would like to say um, congratulations to our good buddy Garrett. He got a bull opening, opening morning. Weekend. Well, not Was it opening morning or the I day after? It was Sunday. Uh, and then Shane. Isaac, that was on the podcast, shot a deer, right? Yeah, he shot a deer. Uh, Shane, congrats on your bull. Yeah, Shane. Shane, uh, we were just talking about Cody, his brother Shane, and Josh went out and they shot a. He shot a really nice bull, honestly, for public land. That was a yeah. really, really beautiful bull. And uh, Josh's girlfriend got a cow. I mean, there was a lot of successful elk hunters this weekend. Um, Ramsey's. Ex- I think you both are going to be able to go to the mountains for a week. That'll be fun. Well, not a week, but, you know, there's time you're going to spend out there. And Ramsey, I mean, there's positives. I mean, you you got permission on that, that river. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ramsey got permission on that river spot, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, you have some new spots to just spend some time out there, put some cameras out there. I did it again. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, there, when you think about this spot, this new spot you got, I mean, it's... Think about how... <laughs> oh my gosh uh you're gonna <laughs> we might need to take stroke a break number two <laughs> no you're you're gonna be able to spend the time that you took on this place and it's not really that much i mean it's not as close but i'm always going out that direction so it's not like you're missing a right <sighs> oh man i just i'm in a funk now but we'll be fine by the weekend yeah i know that was a terrible thing to get before the podcast we had things let's let's get into things we were going to talk about today we got some positive things here we have a returning segment that we talked about last week we're not we're gonna do that last i it's up to you. i think we do it last okay so we kind of had an idea well it kind of came from my brain first and they're just kind of piggybacking they're just letting me do it i think actually we didn't even talk about it but um we had kind of talked back and forth over the last few weeks and we're getting this like bad rep, I feel like, from our friends that were like shit talking on our federal government, which I really don't think we have been. No, I think it, we've just it's been critical. Sean, we've been critical. <laughs> Whoa, it's not. <laughs> we've been critical, which, I, but I think that's a good way to make standing points, like talking points, and and to challenge uh, conversation. I think is a big deal. Like it's it's freedom of speech. It's understanding. I mean. Don't you think we need to have viewpoints from the people that are actually out in the field? You know, I, absolutely. I would hundred percent agree to that. And so I thought um, we had talked about like you know, there's these uh, public opinion meetings that keep happening, and in our state in particular. And I thought I'm like, man, I knew I would never hear about this. I would never, I'd never be able to put input because I didn't even know when they were happening. So I was like, well, why don't I? You know, we've been we we research news a lot because that's kind of part of what we do. And staying current with outdoors. Now, a lot of that leads us to fishing games website or the forest website, you know, stuff that's going current in our state is important to us. So I was like, well, since I see this every day, when I see something for public opinion come up, why don't we just tell the folks about what's coming up and what they could, you know, go voice their opinion on, you know, since 
you know, a lot of people are always telling us, well, we don't have a voice. Well, it's an, whether you agree with, with, with laws and regulations and this and that, if you stay knowledge, you know, is there something going on? No. Except for Sean playing with his mic. Um, <laughs> if, if you know what's going on and, and you can walk to somewhere or drive to somewhere, like there is avenues, like the government allows us avenues to go speak our opinion. And if you want to do that, there's all kinds of meetings and you can, and I, like I said, I think there's no news outlet in the the states that I know of that tells you about when these meetings happen. So I thought, well, why don't we be a voice for that? And so there is a public opinion meeting. Um, I think you need, it's an online deal. I think where you just go write a paragraph or something and it's in regards to adjustments for the 2023 seasons, license quotas, ranges and boundaries for Montana and the meeting dates, December 16th, 2022. I would, I would, if you're interested in this conversation, I would, um, I would head to the website and then check and, and see if like it's a public or an online uh, deal. But essentially what, what the background of this is, is it says season structures and hunting district boundaries were adopted as part of the, uh, this is a hard word, boy. Oh my gosh. Sean, B-I-E-N-N-I-A-L. Let me read it. You can read, just read the background portion for me. Which paragraph? No, just read the first paragraph. Uh, so background, season structures and hunting district boundaries were, were adopted as a part of the biannual season setting process in February Ouch. 2022. That was an easier word. Several license permit types were overlooked during the process and the department plans to recommend quotas and quota range ranges for antelope, elk, mule deer seasons that were inadvertently omitted for fall 2022. To address seasons for fall 2023, additionally, some antelope, deer, elk, and moose hunting district boundaries were not accurately described as intended in the legal boundary description. Due to these inadvertent errors, the department recommends amendments to license permits, type quotas, and quota ranges in alignment with current biological data to address errors in legal description of hunting units. So the, That's that college degree at work right there, ladies and gentlemen. The understanding that I got from that was basically... They had a mishap where people didn't get the licenses they should have got, and it was under it was undergiven. And the quotas thing is 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 actually interesting to me, because as far as public voice, what what are the um, administration at hand looking for from hearing from as far as quotas? I mean, uh, realistically, I, I have no idea. This is what, uh, that's why I say you think you'd have to show up and just as now. This is difficult because this is. Uh, and I'm just going to name some districts because, I mean, it, this is public information. If you want to go to Montana and hunt districts, uh, you're going to read the regulations. It's public information, so it's not like we're giving spots away or anything. But this specific um, thing that we're talking about here was for the 340 through the 370 districts, which I believe is southwest Montana, but I could be completely... This is This is not a spot that we hunt. So they talk here that the total quota given... Oh, this is a confusing chart, so I'm not even going to explain it. Um, but they do have some, and I'll have you read this later, Sean, so you can get some understanding on it. But like I said, I, the gist I get is um, there was no um, damage to wildlife. Um, basically, they didn't overkill anything. It was an under, it was an under 
tag deal. So there was people that like you would usually like, let's say I'm a guy that goes out and this is, I, I'm hoping that I'm interpret, interpreting this correctly, but it would be like, let's say I go and put out for a, a 1001 tag every single year. And every single year there's about, uh, and it's going to change every year, no matter where you're at, just because of how things are killed. But it's going to go from like, there's 800 tags given uh, to 1200 tags given. And then all of a sudden in 2022, 400 tags are given. And I think that's what the complaint would be, right? Like, well, they, I mean, if anybody has kept up to date with what F- FWP has been doing over the last recent, probably 18 months, there has been a big issue with the the switch from the 900 tags. Yeah. And they actually issued more, at least in a couple of regions that I pay attention to, they released more tags in that region than they ever have in the past, which... A 900 tag is always an A tag. And that is surprising to me. I wonder if that was something that voiced public opinion maybe back in 2020, late 2020, like pre-hunting season, that especially in the, in the 590 region, I wonder if people were – and it could have been, it, it could have been too, the biggest thing is landowner preference tags. It was probably the, the punchline of that. Well, and I, I really think that this has to do a lot with um, – and I wonder if it's like just transitioning to basically all paperless – stuff and i think if that's what's confusing everything i could i could totally agree with that or if it's like maybe there was like a an employee that just didn't do their job i don't know um but it doesn't sound like it's like a big fault of fwps it was just more of a like a, a clinical or like a critical error i think any organization that does a full sweep and basically redesign of structure is going to have clinical errors yeah. i mean it's 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 a well-known fact i mean and they did this year everybody knows not everybody, but some people know about some some misdraw stuff that had happened. Um, yeah, why don't we explain that? The are you, you're talking about um, like when people second choice when they're not supposed to, and then yeah. got admitted uh, automatically admitted. So it must have been. I read an article on it um, months ago, so don't quote me on any of this. But there was something about their uh, basically their draw system that when they initiated the no no second choice it didn't account for that. So the people that did, cause that option was still always there to second choice something in, yeah. in the, I remember that even when we put them for tags, right? So like the, I mean, they're not 900 tags now, but you know what I mean? The I archery tags, right? Um, there was something that happened in that. And so the one thing I guess that I never saw or read about was, that quota in their algorithm, in their whatever they do, if they're sitting there checking boxes off names or whatever, however they do their draw process, they never mentioned anything about their quota raising. So part yeah, of I'm, me, I'm a little confused on part it. Part of me wonders if the people that were first and second choicing had their names in twice. That could be. I th- well, and I, I look at know. it this way. I think that that it would be hard to be a federal organization that deals with this kind of stuff because like, think of like you do something one way, right. And you're going to have 5,000 people pissed off about it. And you go back the other direction. You're going to have 5,000 people pissed off about it. It's probably hard to find that equal medium of, but, but I think it's, it's probably good that they came out and said like, yeah, this was a mistake. Like come, if you're a person that hunts in this region, you want to make public comment on it, like come do it and we'll see. Like what you think? I, I don't know if they're like saying, "Oh, if you're still going out there, maybe you do have a tag." Like, how much animals are you seeing? 
kind of deal. I don't know if that's what they're looking for. You know, in reading reading this, um, the last paragraph on this, it sounded like the 300 district had a lot of problems this year. Really? We I mean, should literally read that bottom paragraph. It's That just sounds like... Uh, it. Like I said, there had to have been. Here's this: if you can decipher this, there uh, had to have been some very drastic issues that had happened with bet, between drawing quota and essentially tags in general. Um, well, as, as a hunter, though, like I, I've always felt like my voice was not, like so minuscule, like I would never. So, like, let's say I hunt a district, and all of a sudden it's down a hundred tags one year. I would never. I would just be like, you know, my buddies at. at you know, bullshitting that, around the that list is just what they recommend for the amendments. So oh. I'm guessing whatever it is, like right here it says antelope, doe, or fawn for three forty thirty. The total quote is two fifty. The minimum's fifty and the maximum's four hundred. I'm guessing they were either inside or out or well, they outside that. of that. They'd have to average that typically. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just saying they probably want to amend it because it's probably either more than 400 or less than 50 right now. Right, but I think the biggest thing that they look at when they because they adjusted a lot of quotas this year for every species really. Um, I think they look at average. Obviously, survey um, is a big thing. The surveys they do between calling hunters and actually having biologists out there doing survey um, to find that you know right number that you should be at to to fill and to fill and then not obviously the the surplus thing is a whole different ball game i mean that oh, was yeah. insane well and it's it i i've always had a thing where like every year i'm like the surplus doesn't make any sense i mean it makes it's obviously it's every tag that didn't get given out but it just doesn't i don't know uh i don't want to get political on this i just thought that it'd be a cool like not segment but a cool thing we could talk about for 10 minutes once or twice a month where if you were uninformed and didn't know how to get this information, we could talk about it. And then um, uh, maybe like we just bantered a little bit, but yeah, um, yeah it's definitely, it's, it, I feel like for as a, as a hunter before this podcast started, I wasn't very well versed in the news on FWP. It really, or like Montana state news in general, really, like for in the outdoor. Yeah. And this, this is like the podcast obviously is, I wouldn't say push me, but it's just kind of, I've gotten asked a lot of questions, you know, being revolved around an outdoor. Uh, yeah, it seems like people company. want us to be like the, the voice for like, right, right so, or wrong. It's like, you well, know, we're still only 25, 27, 20, whatever. Yeah. Four. So it's just like tough. I obviously, I, I want to be able to answer those questions. Yeah. You know? And so no, that's, why, sure. that's why, that's why I think us like being this. educated is the most important thing we can do. Exactly. But, um, for the audience, I think my my thing to you guys would be just um, adapt and overcome. Know that your voice means something, and like uh, be a part of the <laughs> be a part of your community. And being a part of the community is uh, being able to voice your opinion on what happens. And um, I'm sure the state is definitely interested in public opinion. That's why they put these these surveys out. Um, and just go check it out. And and the other thing, just to wrap this up, this wasn't the only thing on the agenda. This is just what I thought really fit. Kind of like our, what we would talk about, because there was stuff like commercial bait fishing. Like we don't, that's not really something we would, that's a business thing and like some other things. But I mean, you could check it out if you go on the website, there's more things that are part of the public. I mean, there was, maybe there's some trapping stuff I didn't see, but that was the only thing that really felt real relevant to 
what we talk about on a weekly basis. So, um, are you guys cool with going to break real quick and then we'll yes, come back? And I've got, I've got one more, more thing I want to talk about, and then we're gonna get back into our old. We're gonna throw down. We're gonna throw down mm-hmm. some old. You're done, buddy. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna be right back. Two Leggings Outfitters out of Hardin, Montana is your one-stop shop for the best hunting and fishing adventures Montana has to offer. If you're looking for fishing adventures, big game hunting, bird hunting, and much more, get a hold of Dave or Patty at Two Leggings Outfitters, 406-665-2825. Book the adventure of a lifetime today. All right, folks, and we are back. I have one more thing that I'd like to kind of just BS with you guys about because I don't we have, we we usually when we come into the studio we start bullshitting instantly we don't even get started recording on like for an hour and this is one thing that we haven't even talked about yet because I mean I don't know if you guys read this article today or not but and again I don't want this to get so close to you know the B and B buzz in three because that's not what this is but Riley's B is B and B buzzing too. But I think this ties into like this. This today would have been like a you know without the terrible news that we got before the podcast. Really, what we were going to talk about for a little while is opening season of our uh, recap. Really, so this kind of ties in with the recap, and I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on why you thought it was the way it is, um, and maybe the listeners would, you know, at home they're thinking, oh yeah, you know, this is this is how it was for me or whatnot. But now this is a very localized. Um, article to us, and and you know we try not to talk about too much about Montana. I mean, we we do talk a lot about Montana, but like we're not trying to be so like a Montana podcast. We're we're an outdoor podcast for for everybody, but some stuff applies to the world and local. And I think it's something that is is interesting to learn about because I'm sure a lot of people are going dealing with the same thing in their own districts in Georgia and. Arizona stuff like that so the title of this article is uh, Hunter Success Lower for Opening Weekend of Rifle yep. Season in South Central Montana were you able to read that today? I read that article. Okay very cool so this is going to be fun to talk about um, so I'm going to just hit some 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 points on this a total of 1200 big game hunters visited check stations across South Central Montana so that would be essentially all of our hunting district minus where we go to the mountains um, so basically where we were hunting essentially this weekend. And so there's a city called Levina. Uh, they have a check station and on Sunday they were, they had a record day with 551 hunters that came through the check-in and let's see here. I want to get to, okay. Of the 551 hunters, they checked 15 whitetail, 21 mule deer, two pronghorn and 21 elk for an 11% success rate. Um, Billings has one, which had two, it had half the hunters and they only got 20 mule deer, 10 pronghorn and eight elk for a 16% success rate. Now, my only bummer in this article is they don't talk about what it usually is, but for them to post something like this, I would assume it's substantially low. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I read the, um, so I read the whole article actually today and essentially the turnout rates for most check stations and I even read into like some of the counties that I never even really heard of check stations at majority of everything was fairly low. Even, I mean, as far as Levina, Levina did really well for turnout on actual check. Um, most of the other ones though, they were like 
I think most of them are like 18% lower than uh, than yearly average on actual hunters that even just show up. Yeah. And I have one hunch on why it is. And my I'm going to tell you right now, my theory is I don't think that the animals are down. I just want to hear what your guys' theory is. I think it was weather, honestly. What do you mean by animals weren't down? Well, I like if you were to read this, and and I, and I know a lot of data from these check stations goes into like quota for next year, right? It goes into harvest status, whatnot. I don't think it has anything to do with like there's not as much animals to shoot. No, I think it had everything to do with it was really terrible hunting, especially for those people that hunt out of on the weekends and don't leave the pickups and stuff like that. It was not accessible. I mean, we were just, we had to go home off of not being able to cross the main road just to get to our hunting spot. Yeah. I mean, it's just most of the roads are in the same conditions that we were driving. Well, and then, so that one check station, uh, is one that you would always run through on the way home from the mountains. Correct. Um, They got like all the mountains got like pl- six plus inches of snow in Montana this weekend. Yeah, I mean it was just. I love the the precipitation. Oh yeah, it's great. But I just snow. I don't think people were going where they usually go. When when you go there in late November, usually, because uh, you've done so much more mountain hunting than I have. Um, did you notice that the snow, like the deep snow, would push people away? Or was there norm about the same amount? So I'm not gonna name drop the town that I always go to, but last year uh, I went there one weekend and it was I, it was absolutely popping. I mean, there was and couldn't even big, find a place to park. It's not a big town either. That's the thing. And I went up there during Thanksgiving. When it had snowed like a foot and a half, there was like five trucks down the main street. I mean, it just, you can call them fair weather hunters, you can call them what you want, but I definitely, because I used to go up there every weekend. Right. I mean, before we got the spot that we have now, I was up there, I'd leave at six o'clock. Friday night after work, I was leaving to go up there and I didn't come home till Sunday night. I went up there every single weekend. I bet now that you're like on your, like really on your own and uh, like work is work is work. I could see you coming back on Monday mornings now if you were still doing that. Oh yeah. I just, I like my sleep. I know. You know, so I did actually read an article um, last weekend. It was actually Sunday night. Did it again. Um, I'll leave your mic, buddy. Sunday night. Uh, it was an article on Montana mule deer migration. Oh, God. Sean and his mule deer migration again. <laughs> Is this, this pertains to this? This topic, absolutely. Yeah. Um, did he really just ask me if what I was about to say is going to pertain to this? No, I was trying to piggyback. I don't know. I brought up a story last week that had nothing to do with what you, we were talking see, about. Side note, did you remember? What, do you know what he's talking about? What? What? Do you know what he's talking about right now? No. Did You didn't notice this in the podcast and you were just like, why the hell are we talking about this? No. Last week when we were talking about like this serious conversation and Ramsey's like, yeah, dude, I was on the way to work and I accidentally killed like seven Huns on the highway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, why are we, why did we turn this into this? Um, but anyway... Uh, basically, to sum that article up, a lot have 
a lot of research was found that mule deer migrate differently in Montana than they have in the past. And that's to do with foraging, obviously. Was it the like the drought from last year? I don't well the drought I bet it could have. The drought didn't reach the majority of the state in a sense last year. But the biggest thing I could see from that is do you want to quit messing with your mic? I, I I just about kicked the recorder off the table because the cord was too long. So oh. I was just, I was anyway, I, I really like the only thing that I can really truly deduce from that scenario is maybe some plants aren't doing as well as they have been. In that the could past. be. I mean, with, with floods. Or water changed. Floods and fire and things like that. So, yeah, I, it's just, I don't know. Like, it seems like the all three spots that we've been to um, together in the last month, the deer is not different. And the, well, maybe maybe one of them. It's well, the one that we no longer have is way different than it was last year. Yeah, and then the one that we've had forever, I seems like well, and we didn't really look hard in the deer spots, but I didn't. Well, we saw it. me and Dad went there Saturday. Oh, you did? Yeah, didn't see tracks or nothing. Where did you go? Everywhere. Saturday of last weekend. Yeah. When? Or sorry, no, Sunday? it was Sunday before you guys got out there. Oh, you guys didn't see a single deer out there. Not even a track. No, I'm talking about where you're going to go this week. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. We haven't hunted. We haven't that's what I was, it's funny. I was telling Sean, I was like, I'm going to take you to some new spots. He's like, I thought we drove the whole property. I was like, <laughs> no. Dude, you haven't even done, there's a mile and a half of rims you haven't walked. It's a whole ball. And so, so, it's, so It's my favorite place. I wrote up, this is such a tangent. Uh, when I was in college, I did a, a thesis article on, uh, it was like, you had to talk about, it was for a writing class, and they wanted you to write like a ten-page essay on like your favorite place on earth. And I wrote it about this place because it just like brought so many memories. Like I just I live I grew up there. Like and it's what, funny because the landowner jokes with Ramsey all the time. Yeah, he's like, you probably know that place better than I do. Like he's literally said that to me before. And I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, I guess you're just moving cows. You're not really paying attention to what's going on. But we found some crazy shit out there. Found bones hung up in trees. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyways, oh, thank you, you to that What spot. were we going to say, Rams? Before I interrupted you? I don't remember. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, as far as I feel like, it's kind of weird for me because when we started this, Ramsey is gurgling with the beer tonight. My God. Is that you? No. Was I don't know what that was. Anyways, we keep jumping in. Uh, from a standpoint of us hunting, our weekend correlated with that that data it was hard hunting right no you know why i'm gonna say no because if we were how do i put this nicely killers absolute no not even killers just if we didn't have our standards no no this is how i would because i know people like this hunting season for you is to you go out and you you just feel you want to feel the freezer, which is a hundred percent your right. Well, it's our goals too. And well, you know, I guess I'm foreshadowing here. Um, it is a hundred percent your right to be this this person. Um, basically, what I'm getting is the person that goes out and they know where deer are and they've seen deer there. They've hunted this spot for however many years, and they go out there and they 
find deer and they shoot one, right? Opening day, opening... No matter what it is. Yeah, no matter what it is. I'm not dogging on you as a hunter like that. That is no, totally no. 100% a... It is your right to do, and I get that. Now, I would say the people like us that take this as a over-the-moon passion... Yeah. Where we dig so deep to... I mean, I've had conversations with Ramsey on the phone about mule deer migration and 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 elk patterns and elk language and things like this that we like we dig so deep into it you care a lot i mean you care about conservation and management and having you know we want to bring out like we're taking owen out yeah exactly we want him to have opportunity at 12 years old to have what we have at 25 years old exactly and that's like back to what i said earlier the people that I've said is like, oh, it sounds like you just go to a shitty spot or you're not a good hunt- or hunter. How many opportunities do you think in the in the three years now that we've been hunting together, could we all have every, filled our multiple days? times a day? Every day we go out. <laughs> Literally every exactly. time we go, we could shoot, we could take out all of us and the, the whole the whole crew that's there. Exactly, and it's like it's is that's not our goal at the end of the day. Our our opinion, which matters, um, is we want the best for ourselves and. We are, yes, we are antler hunters. Yes, we are fill the freezer hunters. That all builds to the ethical hunters that we are right now. But, like, let's put this... I, I want to explain what you said a little bit more. We spend so much time living this lifestyle that we have goals and ask, you know... And, like I said, our biggest goal every time is to shoot the most mature animal because that animal has had so many years to breed... It's had so many years to live, and you know, I just I there's a part of me myself that want, you know, I've shot some younger deer in my life that it really is starting to get at my heartstrings. You know, what I mean, like not them not living a, like that. That's personal, but on a wide scale that we kind of all do as a group here, and you know, there's situations that happen. Right, my bull this year was not a 11 year old bull it's archery but it was a much different scenario but like what what sean's trying to say is we're going out looking for the most mature a tags we can fill because you're blessed to have an a tag if we can't fulfill that we would rather use our a our b doe tags and cow tags to fill the freezer than go shoot these younger deer that we've shot in the past right and that like that's that's always what's so funny to me is because I I I would really bet money that a lot of people had tag soup last year. Now, did we all have to have tag soup last year? Absolutely no. not. No. And at, I'm telling you right now, to shoot a doe or or a cow is just it's very very simple. It's it does not take the actually the, the legitimate hard work and dedication that does to shoot stuff with horns so for us you know at the last week of the season or shoulder season we can fill our freezers we'll never have to worry about that right then the well, i just lost what i was gonna say no you're fine like even this weekend like i'm going out to um to scout and if i see a whitetail i'll probably i'll probably shoot uh, a doe with my bee tag to fill the freezer because we need meat. We're we're out of elk except for well, I have one coming, but it's got to be done by now, huh? No, it is done because I, I took that quarter in to do sausage. 
because I have the steaks and everything. But uh, the the sausage is done. So yeah, well, I guess we have one elk. But I mean, Ramsey and I are used to having, and Sean Sean eats of it too. We're used to having two or three elk in the freezer. I mean, we right. Ramsey and I literally live on it all year long because we. I mean, we're eating. We don't have. I mean, it's really rare for us to have. Like, I, I can't even remember the last time we've went and bought um, ground beef. Yeah. <laughs> like, I legitimately. Mean, just... And steaks, I mean, every now and then we'll get like a... We don't really eat steaks, though, unless it's... But, like, our favorite thing on the planet is to do Matt's way and just cook a whole three packages of steaks. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So, yeah, Rams and I literally live on elk anymore. And deer, I mean, I personally don't really shoot mule deer anymore because I don't like to eat them. But, uh... Ramsey and I, we we legitimately live on elk, almost every day. Yeah, so we need to probably one of you guys are gonna have to kill another elk so we can just make it struggle busting tonight. I don't know what the hell's going. Just on. leave the mic alone. But you know what I'm saying? Like one of us is gonna have to kill an elk. Oh yeah. Is that enough on that subject? Let's see how it, this article made me excited to see what article comes out next week when the weather is supposed to be perfect hunting weather. Right. It's. <laughs> I uh, I hope they do another one. Honestly. I do yeah. too. Like, like just really for this just upcoming weekend, you know. Did you see the part of the article, though, where they talked about um, there was a lot of youth that um, were successful? That makes me really happy. That was That's really I cool. I follow that hunting uh, Montana page on Facebook, and there was tons of of uh that thursday friday there was tons of posts yeah i know you love to see it man those kids are so excited to get out there and like we know that the memories they're making and the the stuff they're learning is awesome right and that's kind of that brings up an exciting yeah the this weekend we actually have the opportunity i mean even though it's not the you know technical youth hunt um we we have the opportunity to take uh owen um from the podcast that we had on him and his dad, Matt, um, like episode 35 or 34, somewhere around there. Um, and actually <laughs> I better bring this up too, before I keep talking about those guys. But, uh, that last week when we were having the, um, conversation about who told us about, uh, to stay off the seated stuff. Oh yeah. Um, I, I had actually had to call Riley third or Thursday or Thursday, Sunday after we had literally just left, I got a text from Matt saying, uh, uh, that was me. I, or he goes, I just listened to the podcast uh, that dropped Friday. He goes, that was me telling you about the not driving the seated <laughs> stuff or whatever. And uh, I thought that was pretty We funny. struggled so hard trying I to think. I, I, I could remember the story vividly. That's what I, I, I told him too. I was like, I I don't know why it took... I, I really couldn't think of who said that. Yeah. But And I'll, I'll tell you from past experiences, I mean, me and Riley were both that 12-year-old kid at one point in time, but... Take a kid hunting. I mean, it's something that FWP says all the time. I mean, I get more enjoyment out of taking kids hunting. Well, yeah, and, and first time hunters. I touched on this last week. Ramsey's had so many situations where he's been he's he's helped a, a eleven year old kid shoot their first deer, right? Which is really cool. I haven't had very many. So I haven't. No, and we you know we obviously we talked about it the the episode when they were on about how we we want to take them out and stars aligned and i'm sad that i can't come but uh i'm happy you guys are filming it so i'll at least get to see the what's goes on 
Yeah, and so I, I, I mean, I'm super excited. I'm not coming to the sleep Friday. <laughs> You're more excited for Owen than you are. Oh, and yeah. you know, and I texted him too because we did, we we truly did some because uh, the three of us, well, four of us, Warren was there, um, went out antelope hunting their opening weekend and um, on that property. Yeah, and we actually scouted a a good deer for or good first deer oh, for, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I. You know, I've been texting Matt about that and stuff, and I I think Owen's pretty excited, which is going to be a... And that was what we saw in, like, hunting 20% of the property, so... Right. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's so much more that not even Sean's seen. I think what my favorite part of this, this is this is where Ramsey and I grew up hunting, so, like, it's cool to bring someone to, like, t- hunt them how we hunted back in the day. You know? Right. We haven't done that together in so long. I mean, this... This is a property that I can hunt blindfolded. I mean, right. even the landowners come out and said to me, like, yeah, you probably know this property better than I do. Is there a broken we def- record? We definitely here? heard that already. Did we say that? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was in the break. No, no, no. That's fine. You're fine. It was in the break. No, it wasn't in the break, no, but it's it okay. Um, but no, it, it's going to definitely, I think, I think Ramsey and I are going to have, uh, I don't think Mountain Ops is going to be required that morning. I think we're going to be just. No, but make sure it's enjoyable for Owen and he learns a lot, you know, make sure that you have him there when you're, you're, if you get, if you're successful field dress, you know, teach him the, um, the ups and downs, you know, and if he doesn't get anything, that's part of the game. Yeah. And you know, we, we, I did, uh, inform, inform Matt that, uh, the antelope tag is still open and Ramsey and I are sitting with those unpunched in our, in our, in our backpack. So if, uh, the stock comes, gives us a chance we're gonna do it and i I let him know that and i i and he go he texts me back goes well perfect the more hunting the better and i said yeah that's awesome no you guys should have i I think this will be your first not first but like one of your all day hunts that you know it's gonna be an all all day deal you know yeah sun up sundown which i'm excited to hear the story um i'll be headed out looking for i gotta start scouting for i'm gonna be gone here soon with Matt, if we're going to want to be guiding. So, uh, got to go, go out and get stuff ready. So, um, I think that wraps up that, right. Or do you have something to say? No, I just, uh, I, I feel an, a big fat, just juicy L coming onto somebody that's sitting to the right of me right now. Oh my gosh. What is going to happen tonight? Here they come. Welcome. Oh, you're gonna do back it. Back <laughs> to some trivia. Can you do the old do the old one for us real quick? I don't even remember what I said. It's time for trivia. <laughs> uh we are back. Now, with the evolution, no, we talked about this last week. First of all, before I to say that, let's talk about our awesome new soundbite for trivia, which is our good well, I wouldn't say good friends, but let's just tell the story. One of our personal favorite, like old school country bands from local Montana. That you can you can thank Trapper Dave for this. We got introduced to him through Trapper Dave, and we listen to him all the time, right? And I don't even know how this happened. It was so weird. No, the story about how we got the 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 actual is that where you're going? Yes, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No. So this is actually. Well, tell, tell them who, who, who they are. First. Right. Um, th- this is this is actually a 
we kind of underplayed it. I really feel like because it was during it was actually during the turkey hunt that this happened um, when we had Dylan out um, the turkey raffle. Um, but anyway, so we truly, truly enjoy um, the music from the High Country Cowboys out of Red Lodge, Montana, and we were actually on this turkey hunt with Dylan. And I, I think, you know, it was, it was funny. We were going up uh, a big uh, pass, uh, going up the mountain, trying to find some, some turkeys. And I think the last like seven or eight songs that played were, it was almost like Matt was just on an album from the high country. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was just all high country. Cowboys. Yeah, and we were, you know, we were all just jamming out along to it. And, uh, we, we got the wild hair. We're like, Hey, you know, we Dave, should put their music on the podcast. I was like, you know, yeah, like Dave has a good uh, um, relationship. Yeah, that's the word. And then Matt's <laughs> like, well, I have the guy's number. And we're like, what? <laughs> yeah. So he literally we were in mid turkey hunt and we stop and uh, randomly have service. Yeah. And Matt calls up. Um, I, I can't remember members. his names. So yeah. I really apologize right now. But. One of the members. um of the High Country Cowboys on the mountain while we're hunting, sitting in the ranger. Dude answers. And he, he truly answers. And he, uh, we had, we just had a conversation with him, you know, told him, like, we really enjoy your music. You guys are awesome. And and asked him if we could have the pleasure of using some of their music for um, Beaumont Brothers. And he gladly agreed and was he was very excited that, you know, we would – we would uh we enjoyed their music and we we thought of them and stuff like that and we you know we ended up having a conversation with them for a little while and so we got that okay um fast forward five, five months five no fast forward five minutes that's when Matt shot his bear yeah that's I mean, crazy but uh yeah but then fast forward five months and here we are and I got a text the other like three weeks ago and Matt's like yeah I talked to that guy again and he's like well, why haven't I heard uh and this is Matt I don't I don't know. Uh, this is how I remember the story. Maybe I dreamt this, but I basically he said like, why haven't we used their music and our stuff yet? And we have a reason. A, it's like old country, you know? So it's kind of like, like not slow, but like, you know, it's nice. You just kind of heard it right now. So it's like finding the right thing, you know, because a lot of our stuff is super upbeat. Most of the sounds we play. And so we've actually been figuring out how to, we're doing some video stuff and we're figuring out how to, Put some of their music because they have some beautiful music. Oh, they so have just, fantastic! If you've never heard their song, once we start doing like legitimate hunting episodes, like I could just imagine like we're videoing after a, like a successful hunt and the, the sun's going down and it's beautiful and Montana's playing in the background. So yeah, uh, we had to share that. That was an awesome story. And if you guys want to hear the High Country Cowboys, they are on Spotify and uh, Apple Music. So just go check them out. They have t- several albums, lots of stuff that they don't have on. Either of those, they have a lot of like uh, live stuff on YouTube as well. So. Yeah, so that's our first kind of uh, a bit thing that we could use with theirs, and we like. And then the horse racing is kind of like you know, Sean Ramsey are in a horse race, and who's going to win the horse race? And it's, it's me. My debate going in tonight for trivia, and this is going to end the episode tonight. Where do we start? Do you guys start at zero zero? Because I can't remember where we were at, and I. Didn't have time to go back and listen. I think we started at zero zero. I think we have to. Uh, I think I we have know. to. So I, I will go back to zero zero. But this is not a week. We were doing this weekly. This is like again. This is like these if, segments are not weekly. If we can say that I won the first. The B and B buzz in three. Uh, the when we talk about these public 
uh, forum stuff and even trivia. This is not weekly stuff. This is going to no. pop up here and there. So what I did in spirit of basically we've had a large evolution in our podcast since we did trivia. Like before it was almost like we just, I mean, we're talking, we're having football trivia. We're having like stuff that like, I don't know if our target audience was like super interested in that kind of trivia. So what I did this week is I actually cheated. Already you and Sean. Um, Oh my gosh. I can't even find, I had this, I had this postmarked here. Gonna have to re research this. See. Wonderful. Um, Stroke number three. Basically, what I have done is I have found a actual quiz, a hunting quiz online, because these are all going to pertain to hunting. This is a complete hunting trivia to 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 get us back into one of our favorite segments of all time. And so, if you guys could banter for about five seconds, because my phone did not save my hyperlink, mm. that'd be great. How's work today, Sean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeez, come prepared trivia guy. I mean, yeah. well, this is actually super annoying because I, I mean, we had a whole board and everything ready to go. Well, you know what? Really, I think what happened was uh, a couple things happened today. Um, I went and got Matt's boat last night, so I had to bring it to the boat place. And I'm telling you, if you are a person that uses Google Maps, either update or do not use the like the one that comes on your phone if you're an iPhone user three times now I've put plugged in like a business name and it's taken me to a completely wrong address that's Apple Maps that's not Google Maps whatever it is you know what I'm talking about right yeah whatever maps they are so I had to go all over town today so I I think I what I ended up doing was uh going over top of my hyperlink that I had here <laughs> And the other problem is ridiculous. I've, Super prepared, huh? My uh, my other problem is, um, I was researching. Uh, have you have you seen those uh, that company that does? Do you not have history on your phone? I mean, I, oh here it is. I got it. We're good, boys. Um, so this is we're basically going to do. I'm going to pick. Each person is going to get five questions, just like the old trivia. Um, you're able to re, you know, answer their question, but they get they get to answer first. It's the old same rules, but these are all going to be hunting. All right. Now, now I want to finish what I was saying. I've been researching. Every time we were in a position this year where we had like suddenly found like elk or something or deer, I would get so mad because like with an iPhone, you cannot take great zoomed in pictures. And so I was like, dude, I wish I had something for my binoculars. Well. Josh showed me MagView. Have you seen them? They're like phone scope, but it's a it's an attachment that stays on your and it's made for spotting scopes. But they now have a, a binal one. It stays on the eyelet of your binocular, and then you have a magnet on your phone that stays on your phone, and then you just boom, hook the magnet to it. It's as badass. So I was I think that's what got covered up our trivia here. Mm. So since I cheated, I would like to say where I got this trivia from. So it's unless it's copyrighted. This is from TriviaBliss.com, an article made by Dan. So thanks, Dan. So here we go. You guys ready? Mm, who's going first? Sean is. Loser's first. Loser? Well, I mean, in all fairness. Are you ready, Sean? I didn't lose, but all right. So you're going to get four states here. 
And I want to know of these four states, which state has the largest deer population? B, Wisconsin. I shouldn't even need to say B. Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, or Texas? Wisconsin, final answer. Wisconsin is incorrect. Texas. Texas is correct. Really? It's the second largest state in the United States. Just based on general well, and I think mass, they also area. they have two different types of deer as well. They have coos, uh, mule deer, whitetail, coos. I mean, but I mean, coos basically just a. Anyways, so steal for Ramsey. Uh, there's ten questions tonight, Sean. So you have to get six correct to win. So here's Ramsey's question. Oh, Sean would be too mad. That's too easy. This is going to be fun because you guys aren't going to know this, but it's going to be fun information for the for the listeners. In what year was the first recorded fee for a hunting license? I'll give you four choices. 1783, 1864, 1889, 1905. 1889. That is incorrect. Give me the other three again. 1783, 1864, 1905. 1905 is incorrect. The correct answer is 1864. So if you put that perspective of how long America's been around, that was... So basically everything before that was just... 88 years. 88 years of just killing <laughs> with no laws. If I did the math incorrect, don't judge me. 1776, right? Yeah. What? Did you just say right? <laughs> you were unsure? Uh, I kind of... Th- when was Christopher... I was say 1860. When was Christopher Columbus? 1492. Okay, so yeah. 1776 is the right number for America. <laughs> wow. I was going to say 1864 too. Stroke I'm going to give you guys it's like I'm going to if the elk did what you needed them to do you would have shot him. Okay, so that was that was question number 2. We have eight questions left. I will say you guys are going to be like this is an easy question. Well, I'm going to give you guys each a couple easy questions just okay. to get some more points on the board. Okay. So Sean, I'm going to give you four things here. Which of the following is not a method of hunting? Hunting with dogs, bow hunting, shooting from a vehicle, baiting. Hmm. Shooting from a vehicle. That would be correct. Jesus. I thought I he had was to have d- some suspense I, there. I thought he was genuinely confused. <laughs> I had to have some suspense. Okay, Ramsey. Which hey, pre- wait, 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 mark down my score. One to one. Okay. One to one with uh those question number three. Ramsey, which president was an avid hunter? I'm gonna give you four options. Do I need James them? Buchanan, John F. Kennedy? Teddy Roosevelt or Abraham Lincoln? B-C, Teddy Roosevelt, final answer. Uh, it is Teddy Roosevelt. That wasn't actually C on this, so I was confused. Oh. <laughs> Ramsey is up two to one. Sean, which of the following is not a type of a hunting dog? Boxer, setter, beagle, pointer. That, you know, that's kind of tough. If you think about it, there's two in there. Um, uh, yeah, I could agree with that. Beagle? 
Beagle is incorrect. Oh. Boxer. Boxer is correct. They use beagles for foxes. Is that uh, is that the is that the the Disney show? Fox and the Hound. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's a beagle. Or is it a hound? Or the, the uh, little I one's a hound. The little one's a beagle. I don't know, dude. Wow. Ramsey. Wow. All right. Weird. That is question number five. Four. Five. We have five questions left. Ramsey's up three to one. Ramsey. What is the most popular game bird in North America? I don't, I don't get... Well, I thought I would make it harder and not give you the four. What? Okay, okay. Turkey, duck, pheasant, or grouse? That didn't make it any easier, really. But I'm I'm probably going to guess turkey. Turkey is incorrect. Mm. Do you need me to read the answers again? No. Is it pheasant? Pheasant is correct. That was a great guess. I, w- I don't think I personally would have guessed I that. I was thinking grouse, I'm going to be honest. I was thinking duck. Okay. So... We're three to two, four questions left. Um, that means Ramsey's got to get two correct. Three. Anyways, Sean, it's your turn. Uh, I'm not going to answer that one. That was ridiculous. I don't think you're going to answer any of them. Oh, ask. Excuse me. That's a, another weird one. You can tell a lot of preparation went into these questions. Well, I told you, I, I cheated a little bit because I thought these were pretty decent questions and they weren't like, usually if you look up like hunting trivia, it's like, what is it, it, just a ridiculous question? Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Which of the following is not an endangered species? American bison, whooping crane, uh, Peregrine falcon. Can someone say that right for me? Peregrine. Peregrine falcon. Black-footed ferret. And what is not an endangered species? Wait. Okay. So bison. Uh, go on. Keep, give me. A Weird name. Falcon. Okay. Whooping crane. Black-footed ferret. And it is not endangered. Not endangered. Ah, shit. I'm gonna say the crane. That is correct. Oh, wow. Sean has tied it up with three questions left. Uh, you boys are tied. If you, one of us has to get two to win. Yes. Wow. Ramsey. What organization was founded in 1961 to protect wildlife and their habitats? Would it be the Worldwide, the World Wildlife Fund, Sierra Club, National Wildlife Federation, or the Nature Conservancy? Conservancy. I'm having major strokes tonight, the, boys. I think it's the first one. The World Wildlife Fund? Yeah. That is correct. What? That is a... How did you know that? That's a hard one. I just... I know things. I, I think I would personally guess the the National Wildlife... Can someone explain to me someday what the Sierra Club is and why people don't like them? I think they're a trophy... Don't quote me, but I think they might be trophy hunting club. I have no idea. <laughs> Or maybe it's Africa. I don't know. Sierra. Yeah. All right, John. This is going to piggyback off your original question, so this might be tough. To stay in the game. Not necessarily. Actually, you have two questions. You could Ramsey could be wrong. Which state has the most deer per square mile? Wisconsin, 
Pennsylvania, Michigan, or Mississippi? Per square mile? Yes, this is really tough. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Missouri. No, no, no. Mississippi, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan. Per square mile. You're going to have a timer here, buddy, here soon. Wisconsin. You have guessed Wisconsin twice tonight, and twice you've been incorrect. <laughs> For the win, Ramsey. Hmm. Um. Let's let's uh let's go with Michigan. And Michigan is incorrect. Wow. Is it Mississippi? It is Mississippi. I knew it. It's so, the only one that wasn't that was different. We have one question left. I. It's your turn to answer. Question, yeah. Ramsey's turn to answer. He gets it right. He wins. You get it. We're going in overtime. Okay. okay? This is a fun one um, because this is global. We never talk global hunting, which is weird because we are very interested in several. And Sean literally just talked about Or was your uh, offshore, is that still the United States, this fishing United trip? United States, yeah. Okay. Well, we have plans. We want to go uh, fly fish the salt flats someday and we want to go hunt red stag. Regardless. On with it, fool. It's funny we haven't talked about global stuff. <laughs> Ramsey, which country has the most hunters per capita? Canada, Russia, Ireland, United States. Oh, God. The per capita thing really throws a wrench into it. Let's go with the old US of A. USA is incorrect. So, Sean, this is a hard place to be. You have to get this correct. Ramsey can win if you get it incorrect. Okay. Give me the give me the question one more time. Okay. Which country has the most hunters per capita? The three answers left are Canada, Ireland, and Russia. The homeland. Could have guessed. Could have guessed. The correct answer is Ireland. Yeah. Let's go. Wait, that's the homeland? That's the homeland. I thought Canada was the homeland. I, I'm not Canadian. I feel like you could have. I feel like I need you to tell me the correct answer. He straight knew what up. I meant. Are you giving it to him? Yeah. Yes, he knew We're was. going into overtime. He said it in an Irish accent, too. So, I mean, so this away. is going to be a, overtime is a little different now. The first one to answer is the winner of trivia tonight. Okay. Are you guys both on board for that? Sure. I want you guys to slap the table before you say your answer, though. Okay. Hands off the table, Sean, on the armrests. We're doing this Jeopardy style. Are you guys ready? That was a practice. That was a practice. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Which of the following animals can be hunted with a crossbow? Deer, turkey, bear. Can or can't? Can. Deer? That is not the right answer. Ten seconds, Sean. Turkey. The the right answer is all of them. Are we going to double overtime? That was a horrible question. No, nope. was well, that I, the fourth? Was that the fourth answer? Yeah. Well, you should know you can hunt every one of those animals with a crossbow. 
Yeah, but if I don't know all of them, is it? What a stupid host. That was a stupid <laughs> question. <laughs> you guys, you guys. All right, we're going back to this has been a good the good one for Sean. No, actually, Ramsey's stolen on both of them, so this is not good for Sean, but this is another state percentage question. He didn't steal on both of them, by the way. Well, maybe was, you split. There was three. Which state has the highest percentage of hunting license holders? Texas, Vermont, South Dakota, Louisiana. South Dakota. And we thought Sean would be the thief of the night, but it is Ramsey again with another win, and trivia has gone back home, and the trophy still lays in Ramsey land. Wow. You're welcome. Stupid. What was, what was, uh, how did South Dakota pique your interest there? Uh, I just, there's a lot of bird hunters and guys that just bird hunt. Well, we talked with Bruce on here. I mean, you got part of the prairie, the prairie pots. Right. You know, that's a big uh, snow goose desti- destination. One of the biggest, the biggest pheasant destination. Good whitetail mule deer hunting. So, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, I think trivia ends it for tonight. I hope everyone had a lot of fun bringing that back in. Um, I'm sorry, a little bit of disorganization on my part, but I was trying something new, and uh, it still went well, I think. Yeah, I think it won't. Well, of course for you, because you win again. <laughs> uh, so we'll start Ramsey 1-0, and and I think we're probably going to try to get three of these in before the end of the year, because uh, we've had some big talks, some big company talks, and, and next year, big changes are coming. We're doing some revamping, and some big things are on the way, so uh, we're going to enjoy our few little similar podcast segments that we can till the end of December. Um, until then, Sean, what do we have in the store? We got some great stuff. <laughs> some, some well, what did you find out the other day that was surprising? Uh, we have one sweatshirt left. Yes. Uh, if you are in the crowd, in the ears, on our socials, if you're a 2XL and want a sweatshirt, we've got one left. And honestly, we'll sell it to you for 50 bucks. We will. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to get more cool new stuff and constantly. So uh, if you want to grab that last sweatshirt... Uh, either contact us on our Facebook, Bull Mountain Brothers, or just go to the website and pay the normal price. BMB store at bullmountainbrothers.com. There was another interesting thing. You found that we're like on half stock on shirts, which is crazy. We are on our on our first order, yes. Yes, and we're full stock on, well, we sold a couple greens. We did. Um, and a couple camos. But the new hats are in. They're amazing. I We, we messed up, and we were going to take these candid shots in the woods with them last week. I don't know if we're going to get the candid shots tonight or if we're going to get them Saturday. I don't know. This weekend, for sure. But we do have these awesome hats. They will be on the website as soon as we get pictures. Um, If you know us locally, we've got them. Come get them. They're $30 a hat. They're Richardson 112s, and they look sharp. Sean's wearing one right now. I just He looks looks 10 years younger. Everyone is wearing one right now. Yeah, we're all wearing them. But Sean's wearing the only orange one. He looks 10 years younger. Wow. He looks like he's in high school. A <laughs> <laughs> little 15 year old. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, uh, anything new coming? I mean, we have, uh, I'm just going to say it right now. I don't want to make it a surprise. We're going to go out to hunting camp in a couple weeks. We're going to have return guest, one of our favorite guests of all time, Alan Taylor. We're going to do an awesome In the Lodge uh, podcast. I don't know if that's next, that's the following week, possibly. Next week, I think we're trying to schedule a possible new sponsor on the podcast. Um, Really cool stuff coming. We're going to see what's down the line. If not, we're going to be the three of us again, possibly a big lodge crew. We're not sure how next week's going to turn out because um, it's right before I leave. Um, 
but yeah, lots of cool things for November. We have an amazing idea that we're running through that involves video. Um, yes, we've been talking about videos for so long and something's going to come out at the end of the year and we're working on it right now. So just stay with us at, uh, lots of cool things coming guys. I've been, haven't been excited this excited for the company since we started it. So yeah, we just, uh, Big weekend this weekend, especially with uh, oh, yeah. taking Owen out. Um, you know, all the luck's are at Eiley and finding 200-inch um, mule deer out there. <laughs> uh, but, it, you know, and the biggest thing, too, is we're going to be recording um, this weekend. Um, that was always a huge thing that we we uh, we talked about as as the, th- the three of us. And um, How cool would it be for Owen if you guys film this whole hunt that he I can know. look back on when he's our age? Amazing. Exactly. And so we're going to, you know, we, Ramsey and I are going to get together, um, probably starting Thursday night, getting a plan for uh, what we need, what we're bringing, what uh, the aspirations are. And you guys could even bring my Blackstone and have a little lunch out there. We could. That would be really cool. Out in the gravel pit. That's a lot of memories made there. Yeah. Yep, for sure. So uh, I'm excited for you boys. I hope that, um, I hope you have a successful, safe, uh, hunt out there and uh, i'll be happy to hear the story saturday night so um as always thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next one see ya later thanks for listening to another episode of bull mountain brothers hey if you're looking for more bull mountain brothers be sure to follow us on tiktok and instagram at bull underscore mountain underscore brothers and facebook and youtube at bull mountain brothers also don't forget to check out our bnb store at bullmountainbrothers.com where you can find some super sweet deals on some seasonal merchandise and outdoor gear.